Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we celebrate films that we think might be underrated, underappreciated, or sometimes we just want to talk about them. I am Josh Hallam and I am joined as ever by my brilliant co-host Alice Oliver. Alice, how are you? Brilliant co-host. You've my, never put the word brilliant before that. Are you feeling Christmassy? My, are you feeling, I'm feeling generous? My above average co-host. <laughs> no, Thank I am you, feeling Josh. Christmassy. It is the Christmas special. Um <laughs> And I am very excited to say we're joined by a brilliant guest. We are joined by the wonderful Rosie Holt. Rosie, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Especially after that introduction. I was trying to think Cheers. of like some sort of rosy cheek metaphor. There must be someone in something in there. No, I'm really glad you didn't, didn't do it. Didn't do it. I resisted. <laughs> didn't do it. <laughs> I resisted. Um, are you uh, are you a Christmassy person, Rosie? You like Christmas, or are you not really bothered? Oh yeah, no, I love Christmas. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, what's the got all the the presents and the food, and then the Christmas movies, oh, yeah. and the, and then it's also a more sociable time of year. Yeah, oh yeah. Though obviously sociability is a bit limited in the current climate, but I love it. It's great. great. It's Count great. me in. What is what's the sort of standard Rosie Holt Christmas look like then? Um, so I've got a very large family. I'm one of five. And uh, so it's usually quite loud and noisy and gluttonous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also all my family drink too much. <laughs> I'm not too bad, but I get to, I get like drawn into their web of alcoholism. That, that's the thing on Christmas Day. You feel invincible, don't you? It's like you eat so much yeah, and you're like, do you want one of these? <laughs> yeah. Pass it over. Pass it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I um so like. It may or may not be my birthday on Boxing Day. It is my birthday on Boxing Day. And last year, it was quite a big birthday. And I drank way too much on Christmas Day and spent the first part of my big birthday <laughs> just hungover. Mm. I, oh, because I just no. thought, I'm invincible. I'm Superman. I, I can drink whatever I want, which is it's a classic male problem, I know. But yeah, so so yeah. What about you, Alice? Are you a Christmassy person? I I am a bit of a Christmassy person, yeah. When we were growing up, my mum used to just go to so much effort to kind of do the house up really nice and we were always playing games and stuff and going on winter walks because where I grew up, um, 
in North Wales, it used to actually like snow properly a lot. So we'd often have white Christmases. So that was always very magical. Um, I did go through a couple of years of being a bit of a grouch. And when it came to <laughs> presents and stuff, I just like, oh, why would I waste my money on buying presents and Christmas cards? They're so bad for the environment and all this, blah, blah, blah. But now I've mellowed out a bit again now. And this year especially, I've like gone to town on my Christmas shopping. So my family are in for a treat and they won't be expecting it it's almost as if it was some giant plan that i'd hatched up to be like oh we'll never get a good gift off alice again but oh oh, 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 here i am so yeah no i do like christmas a lot and it is it it's about the family so much isn't oh, it yeah. like you said there rosie like you've got a big family like i'm quite close to my family and it just so happens to be the only time of year that we've all got the day off so mm. then you just get to see everyone which i like um rosie i did want to ask what's your go-to christmas drink when you are drinking Ooh, yeah, on Christmas yeah. Day. Oh, my go-to Christmas drink. Mm. Well, um, so, well, on Christmas Day, we always have, we always have champagne at midday. Oh, lovely. Classy, yeah, classy right. move, that. Very. Pretty yeah. classy. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours, Alice? So we have avocado and sherry mixed oh, together. Why? <laughs> oh, avocado. What what and sherry? Avocado and sherry. You know Is that like is that like an avocado? It's not like an avocado, <laughs> but I can see why you would think that. But no, it's um I think it is I think it is eggnog essentially. Like it's definitely eggy. It's super eggy and it's got booze in it. <laughs> and then we mix it with sherry. And this was something that my nan used to do when she was young. And then my mum started doing it. I remember when I was a kid and she'd drink it, it'd be like, that's disgusting. And then you get a bit older and it's like, oh, actually, this is delicious. And you get absolutely wankered off one <laughs> because it's two alcohols mixed together. And it goes down so smooth. So you can literally just keep going all day. But yeah, I love it. And that is a very Christmas treat as well because it's so decadent. So you wouldn't drink that all year round. No. That is just for Christmas. You're not ordering yeah. that in a pub, are you? That's no, a, you're not. I've that's never a de- had That's a Del Boy order, that, isn't it? Can I have an avocado <laughs> and sherry, please? <laughs> it's delicious if you like gross things. <laughs> what about you, Josh? What's my standard? It's not it, It's not something I would ever describe on a podcast as eggy and boozy and wonderful, oh, okay. which is yours. <laughs> I'm not interested, um, then. <laughs> mine would probably be... Do you know what? I, um, I, just, I, do, I like red wine. Or, yeah, and I do, I, we all, I always move on to a bit of port as well. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Like, oh, like yeah, a, a bit of port. I like a bit of port. Bit, yeah. bit of port and cheese. And a cigar. Yeah. Oh. And, and then we, and then we <laughs> go to the drawing room. We go to the drawing room. We go sitting on leather arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, ta- and tell the women to piss off. Yeah, off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. We do always also start with a random question, but as it's Christmas, I just thought I'd go with a standardy Christmas question. Start with you first, Alice. What is the best and worst Christmas song? Uh, listen, I love so many of the Christmas songs, just to name a few. Greg Lake, I believe in Father Christmas. In Dolce Jubilo by Mike Oldfield. I love uh, Cortina's Winter Wonderland. That's a nice one. I even love that Coldplay Christmas song that they did. And I'm not the biggest Coldplay fan in the world, but I love their Christmas song. Uh, the Pogues, obviously, Fairy Tale in New York. Cliff Richard has got some bangers. He's got a full Christmas album that you could just listen to from start to finish and not get bored. Worst one, worst one. Uh, so, do they know it's Christmas? Does piss me off a little bit. Oh, it's for charity. 
Uh, yeah, but it's a you bit... You hate starving people. It's is not that. What, that. Is that... It's, <laughs> it's, it's kind is of... It, of course they know it's Christmas. It's a right? bit that, yeah. It's a bit that. It's like, do they know it's Christmas? It's like, well, no, because you haven't forced Christianity upon them yet. Maybe that's why they don't know it's Christmas. Do you know what I mean? So I just kind of... I, I don't love the whole attitude and ethos behind it, really. Obviously, like, all for the charity aspect. That's why I tend, I try to not get too pissed off when people release terrible charity singles because it's like, ah, the money's going to a good cause, it's fine. But yeah, if I was going to pick a worst Christmas song, it, that would be one of them. Okay. What about you, Rosie? Um, well, best one is Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. Classic. What a banger. Um, worst one, I, I don't know. I mean, they're... I don't like you know the darkness one. They did one. You don't Ooh, like that is controversial. Oh, I just remember finding it really annoying. Yeah. Oh, I love oh. it. I love it so much. No, I don't oh, like no. it. And no, I find it really annoying. And also, I don't think it counts as a Christmas song, but it was a Christmas number one, the JCB one. Do you remember that one? Yeah, Liz Lockley. Said I'm Luke on five. Yeah. My dance Bruce Lee drives me round. It's about getting JCB. bullied. It's about getting bullied. That is something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe he should get bullied if he's going to write, you know, stupid <laughs> songs like that. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's quite a few Christmas songs that aren't Christmas like Christmas number ones because you've got that. Do you remember "Killing in the Name of"? Yeah, that, remember that whole thing yeah, about ten yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight the power, and, except it was the same company. Yeah, yeah. Simon Cowell <laughs> yeah. is still fucking making it in, isn't he? What's yours, Josh? Best one. Uh, best one. I do like the Pogues. Mm, I do like a bit. Of, I, I quite like it, like the, the Paul McCartney one, and I quite like a bit of Shaky. Oh, simply having wonderful Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm I gonna think that. I was like, Paul McCartney. But one, my, but but yeah, my, no, my no, favorite, no. I'm gonna have to say, is Last Christmas. Yeah, I do, no, like, and I like Mariah Carey nice. as well. And my worst one, for a similar reason as Rosie, is I I cannot stand, and I'll probably get a lot of hate for this. I don't like E17. <gasps> But it's not a Christmas song. Get it's just a Christmas. It's just yeah, a Christmas. It Christmas. It has Christmas bells in it. It's got yeah. bells, and the music video has got snow <laughs> in it. About and they're stood there in their big yes. coats. What about if I change bells. it to? What about if I change it to Frankie Goes to Hollywood? I don't like that one either. No, that one's beautiful. That oh, is well, that I'm just, absolutely I'm just... beautiful song. <laughs> Josh, your tastes uh... are just terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sticking by it. I'm sticking by it. It's, of it's stay another day. E17. Um, this is a safe space. You're allowed to say wow. what you want you know, and I can't wow. get pissed off at it's you. It's almost like you could be punished in this day and age for having an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we will move on to talking about this week's film, which is Batman Returns from 1992. So spoiler warnings if you've not seen it. Uh, Rosie, you, you picked this one. Um, so what is yeah. Batman Returns about and why did you pick it? Oh, fuck. Wait, well... Um, so I love this movie. It was one of the, you know, when you're a kid and, and you just had a, there was only about seven videos in your mm. house. Mm -hmm. And so you just watched them over and over again. So this was one of them. So I actually watched it probably a bit early, um, before I was age appropriate. Um, but I love it cause it's like, it, you know, it's a superhero movie, but it's not really, it's more like a Gothic fairy tale, which I really like. And it's just got great performances. Um, synopsis of the film. Well, uh, I, I'm I'm really bad at doing things like this. So you might have to stage an intervention. Sure, sure. Um, if it gets rambly and strange. So, and also, I don't know how how much of a synopsis do you want. Okay, well, just don't ignore me. Okay, I'm just going to carry on. Right. So, <laughs> so 
So the film opens with this baby being born and we know there's something really wrong with the baby and everyone's scared of the baby and the baby's like put in this little cage and then his parents, oh, and the baby eats the cat, which is not a good sign. Baby shouldn't do that. (laughs) And so the parents take the baby and they throw it, they throw it over a bridge into the water and then the baby gets washed up in the sewers and a load of penguins are like, hi, baby. They don't speak. The penguins don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> but if they could, that is what they would say. Yeah, that is what they'd say. They'd say, hi, baby. Let's do this. Uh, first, fast forward <laughs> 33 years. It's Christmas time in Gotham City and Max Shrek who's Christopher Walken, who's like this kind of evil corporate guy. I, I, I don't know, can't give much more description than that, um, is doing a speech about something or other. And then suddenly the city is overrun with crazy clown people who are like shooting everyone and they're like trashing Gotham City. And of course, Batman comes out and Batman's like sorting them out. It's all great. And then in all this mayhem, Max Shrek gets kidnapped and taken down to the sewers where he meets Penguin. Uh, and Penguin's like, look, we can do a deal. I can, you can help me sort of go back to the normal world. Touch your snake at this. And, You're doing really uh, well, Rosie. To believe in yourself. Yeah, it's great. Yourself. It's great. This is, it's like, this is like a director's commentary of, of yeah. Batman Returns. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'll start slowing it down in a second. Anyway, so he's like, we can do a deal. I'll blackmail you and you let me, um, you know, go and make my mark in the, the city above. And so they stage this plan where it looks like somebody tries to steal the baby of the mayor and then Penguin saves the baby. So everyone's like, oh, Penguin's amazing. He's great. And Penguin's like, oh, I just want to be loved. But Batman's watching the TV and he's like, no, don't like it. Don't trust it. (laughs) Meanwhile, meanwhile, Max Shrek pushes Michelle Pfeiffer, his supposedly dowdy secretary, out of a window uh, because she is snooping around and finding dodgy things about the company. She gets rescued by cats, comes Catwoman. So uh, all the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how much details should I go in this film um, and um, yeah that's the film that's I think that's pretty film. much it yeah I think that's pretty much it that's, I think that's the best synopsis we've had <laughs> that was good that was a roller coaster <laughs> I loved it that was absolutely great so um, Thanks, why guys. have you picked this because you think it's underrated underappreciated and you just want to talk about it because you love it um, I love it but I also I mean I feel like it's become, now there's been so many Batman films that have come out, I feel like it's sort of got forgotten a bit. And when people talk about the Burton films, they always talk about the first one with Jack Nicholson, which is brilliant. But I feel the second one feels, it feels less loved now. Mm. And I think it's time we we brought it back. Also, it's a Christmas, it's a Christmassy movie, arguably. It's set in the Christmas festivities. And the last line is Merry Christmas or something yeah. like that. Yes, no, the, so the, the first line is Merry Christmas and the last line is uh, goodwill to all men and women. Because I did pick up on that. I was like, there you go. Because oh. I was like, because I, so I hadn't seen it. So I wasn't sure like, oh, is it a proper Christmas film or is it just a film that's kind of set around Christmas, you know, Die Hard-esque. Uh, but the, God, the whole thing of it being Christmas is a huge part of the narrative actually and it's just interesting that it's book ended with Merry Christmas and then goodwill to all men and women and then 
in between is just like some horrible circumstances. And I just thought that was really cool. <laughs> also, it's about a, a grotesque villain trying to kidnap children on Christmas Eve or something. Like, what's more Christmassy than o- that? Opposite Santa. He's the yeah, reverse He's the yeah. reverse Santa, right? So, um, well, that answers the first question, Alice. So you'd not seen this before. That surprises me. I thought you'd have seen this before. I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it and I thought I had. Turns out what I actually had oh, seen yeah, was the one afterwards... That was with Val Kilmer. Batman Forever. I think. Oh yeah. no! So yeah, I'd that's got, not as good at all. Yeah. So I'd got confused. I thought that was it, and I started watching it, and I was like, I have definitely never ever seen this film. Um, so yeah, I was really intrigued. As soon as I know that I haven't seen something, like I'm just like, oh, I'm super intrigued then because I love seeing things I've not seen before. Uh, Josh, I assume. You had seen this one. I mean, you know, I, I've been pretty open before about on this about my affection for Batman and comic book characters. Yes. That's, Batman is my favourite. I will always be there. Every time a Batman film comes out, usually at midnight, dragging my poor partner to it <laughs> to, to go and watch it. Um, so I have. I was so pleased when Ro- when Rosie picked this because we had a bit of a chat over email about, you know, what should, what should she pick? And she was going to pick like a more traditional Christmas film like It's a Wonderful Life. And then she mentioned Batman Returns and my interest was just like, hmm. Batman Returns. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Batman Returns, you say. So, so that's what that's what um, we she picked in the end. And I was so glad because I have such affection for these films. I was quite interested to watch it again with a more critical eye because I watch this every year. I watch this every Christmas, um, oh, and normally it's just one of those sort of films where you put on and you just enjoy it for the entertainment. I've never had to look at it and actually pick what I did or didn't like about it before. So I was quite interested to go into it with that more more critical eye. So if you hadn't seen this before, Alice, what, what, we, what were your sort of first impressions? What did you think? Uh, so I really, really enjoyed it. I think there was a lot to like about it. I think Rosie summed it up quite nicely there. It is this dark, gothic, but also festive fairy tale. Had similar energy in parts, I thought, uh, to Nightmare Before Christmas in terms of some of the music, in terms of some of the imagery, that sort of thing. Um, my favourite thing about it uh, was Catwoman, was mm. Michelle Pfeiffer's character. So I, I've i got a lot of affection for Michelle Pfeiffer. Rosie, I don't know if you've seen the masterpiece that is Grease 2, uh, but I think I think, oh, yeah. that, I think that is oh, a phenomenal Oh, here we go film. again. Every opportunity. So, just got to bring it up. Just got to bring it up. Uh, so she has a very special place in my heart, and I really, really liked her character. And for the most part, it felt like the film was really more about her origin story. You know, she starts off as this quite timid, as this quite repressed uh, secretary for this evil guy. You know, what she wears is quite, you know, subtle. She just sort of fades into the background, a bit of a wallflower kind of character. And then she sort of dies, or she appears (laughs) to die. And then the cats come to her rescue, do something, and then she's got these superpowers. So there's a little bit of uh, supernatural things going on there, which is interesting for a Batman film, because usually they are just uh, villains with guns or, you know, villains doing things. But she... I felt like there was this quite supernatural air to how she got her power. And then she becomes Catwoman and it's just extraordinary. And she's confident and she's sexual Badass, and she's athletic. She? And well, I was she's amazing. Like, yes. Badass, isn't she? I loved it. I loved it. She was the absolute highlight for me in this film. But I did think all the performances were pretty damn good. Great cast. Great cast. Oh, it's a great cast. That costume for I mean, all the costumes, to be fair, look like an absolute nightmare. But particularly the Catwoman one, I believe, from what I've read, she could only do about half an hour before they had to yeah. like, oh my God. take take something. <laughs> take she her was, out. Because she was vacuum sealed into it. Oh so my she put God. it on and then they vacuum sealed, vacuum sealed into it. I know that she, because there was, wasn't there a video a couple of years ago because she found the whip while she was moving house and she could still do a couple of tricks with it. 
Oh, really? She's, ama- she's amazing in this, Michelle Pfeiffer, I think. I think she's absolutely in- incredible. So what are sort of the, some of the things you, you particularly like about this then, Rosie? Uh, well, I, I, I'm going to um, echo Alice. I think Michelle Pfeiffer is, she's so great in this movie. It's so cool. Um, also, yeah, no, it's there's loads of supernatural um, elements. I mean, she her character dies like nine times and mm. she's just like, oh, fuck you, yeah. I'm a cat. So, um, and, um, and also, uh, I, I I've forgotten. I was, I was like, God, Penguin is a Me Too nightmare. Oh. God, what an absolute <laughs> perv that, that is. That I completely, guy is. Uh, yeah, I really completely bad. missed that. That, really that, that. There's a few characters in this film, Penguin being the main one, who was just so horny. Yeah, like, so like, horny. Unbelievable. And like, like, because there's a bit, because he's, he comes on to every single woman he meets. And then Catwoman also makes a bit of a reference about Batman basically having a bit of like, bit of a semi on at one point. I was like, imagine watching this in like the McDonald's Happy Meal department going, oh, what's supposed to do with this? Like, <laughs> yeah. what do you want us to do? Everyone's like a gothic nightmare and you want us to make Happy Meal toys out of it. Well, also like, I mean, the penguin... He kills Batwoman, 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 she's not in it. He kills Catwoman because she's like, there's no way I'm sleeping with you. And he goes, he's like, okay, bye. Yeah. Fuck you. Die. Attaches it to an umbrella and presumably he's going to fly her <laughs> off into to death. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of like the look of it? Because I think one of the beauties of, the, of characters like Batman is there's so many different versions. And I, I think this Gotham... Is is one of my this Gotham and the one from the f- previous Batman film, and also a little bit the animated series which they did around the same time. It's my favorite version of Gotham because it looks so like Art Deco and expressionist, and and it's really gothic. And I think it really, I think they do a really good job of capturing like the mood of the character with the look and the, and and the music as well. I mean, Danny Elfman's Batman score, Danny Elfman, uh, Danny Elfman, yeah. oh what a guy! It's one of my what favorite pieces of cinematic music, I think. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's really good, and the the it is so. Um, the set is amazing. Yeah, Gotham Gotham City is. I was, I was trying to think of a better word than gothic. <laughs> Gotham City is gothic <laughs> in this. It's super gothic, and it's just it's so atmospheric. And there's like all the mist, and then the zoo that's just like covered in ice, and that looks like any animal in there died long ago. It's just it's great. There's no there's no subtlety to it at all, to any part of it, to like the locations, the sets, the props, the costumes. Everything is so, so over the top, but in a really dramatic and well-crafted way. At no point does it become cheesy and at no point do you think it's ever too much. There's one moment where they walk into the office of uh, Christopher Walken's character, so Max, and he sat at just the most enormous table, like a bigger table than anyone could ever possibly want. And the person he's having a meeting with is sat on the complete opposite side. It might even be uh, Batman or um, Bruce Wayne at that point. And it just sort of plays with the kind of uh, dynamics of a scene and kind of where characters are in relation to one another and the kind of different power dynamics that there are between characters, especially with someone like um, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman who starts off in one place and then becomes a completely other thing. Um, I like how exaggerated some of the extras and some of the sort of background stuff that's going on is. So every time that Max is around, 
you get these crowds and crowds of people. Sometimes it's paparazzi. Sometimes it's just like people come to listen to his speech and they just go absolutely ape shit for him. Like he barely has to say anything in a speech and everyone's like, Way! and then later on when Penguin uh, becomes like the guy of focus, he does a little bit of a speech and everyone's like, Way! and it just kind of <laughs> highlights the kind of um, like vapid... A superficial nature of the mob and of the masses like people will lap up anything you tell them if you stand on a podium and shout it to them down a microphone <laughs> and I just thought that was really interesting I really liked uh penguins like henchmen like these guys from the circus or, or from the carnival or whatever in, in their sort of clown makeup and everything because they look quite horrifying but a lot of the time when they're on screen and particularly during um the violent scenes um the music is very carnival-like, like it's very playful and it's very like... Duh, 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 duh. And that's a very interesting thing that it does there with the visuals and the audio because it's like your brain is hearing one thing but then seeing another and it kind of makes it even creepier and a bit more disturbing. And I feel like a lot of this was going on. It, the Kind of the whole look of it, just like it was there to kind of unnerve you. And I think this is what Tim Burton does really, really well. I've actually just got a question because every time I watch this film, I'm never really sure. The the circus folk, because you know, like Batman is looking up on his computer and he's sort of looking at past um, newspaper articles about the missing circus folk. Is the idea that they, but then it said that they had a bird boy with them. Is the, is the idea that they've sort of um, brought him up al along with the penguins <laughs> or have they just come into the picture later and gone, oh yeah, we'll hang out with this penguin man so what i always got from him researching the gang was that they were a sort of a traveling circus who were also some sort of organized criminal gang but i don't know if they're meant to be both and i, I always got that when he, he talked yeah. about the bird boy that that was the penguin but then at the same time they seem to have been raised he seems to have been raised by penguins yeah, he's but been raised by the penguins. Yeah, but that's why I think the film is, it's so But then mad. he must have learned English some, some he can't have learned yeah. English from the penguins. Well, they don't speak English, do they, famously? They, they don't. You know, they, they, don't they, won't they will not English. learn. <laughs> <laughs> they come over here <laughs> and they go in our zoos. Um, but, um, I mean, the big, the, the big um, takeaway from this film really is be kind to animals. Mm. Because... Uh, and you never know. <laughs> you never know what might happen. The cats will save you and the penguins will bring you bring up your baby. It's also got quite an environmental message as well, because this whole thing is drowning mm -hmm. them in toxic waste, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. So that's quite definitely. that's quite progressive for 1992, I guess. Um yeah. but back to what you said, Alice. That's one of the things that I really noticed this time around, which is it's got no subtlety whatsoever, has it? It's so mad. It's like between the script and the direction, it's I think I get the impression, and I've because I'm such a nerd, I've got a special edition DVD. So I, there's a documentary which is on all the Batman DVDs that I've got and it goes on and it tracks the progress of each film. And in this one, I get the impression from what I've seen that they wanted to emulate the success of the first one so much and Tim Burton wasn't sure about coming back and they eventually went to him, just do whatever you want. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And then he did, and it's like he got the most Tim Burton film. There's like a point where Batman's fighting clowns and a little man with a big skeleton head on a motorbike. And like, you, you have to check yourself and go, this is quite mad, actually. Like, what I'm watching. And it's all set at Christmas. <laughs> and it's just, it is it is mad. But I quite like that. It's a throwback to like a campier time in, as it, in terms of Batman, I mean, in the 60s and that sort of thing. And I quite like the fact that in this day and age, particularly post-Nolan trilogy and stuff, I think... There are there is a lot about comic books which are used to be sort of political analogies or social analogies. Whereas in this, it's just everything is what it is. So in other films, everything is explained. How did this happen? How did this happen? Where in this, Penguin's just got his umbrellas. He's just got them. He must have made them. Like there's no explanation of how he's got a, an, an umbrella that hypnotizes people, an umbrella that could shoot people. It's just there. And I quite like that. I think that lack of exposition almost is its strength in a way because you can't think about anything because you don't have time because it's so mad. You've just got to embrace the, the wackiness of it. Yeah, they, they've gone and gone, uh, we want to have a massive duck. Don't know why, but there yeah, it is. Yeah. He's oh, in a big duck. duck. Why? <laughs> blown up. He's in a duck, isn't he? What? Yeah, well, he's, he's going to blow up the city. What, using penguins with rocket launchers? Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, also, his, his evil plot makes no sense. It keeps changing. It's like... <laughs> Oh, again, now I want to find my parents. And actually, uh, I want to be mayor. Oh, fuck that. I'm going to get all the newborns. No, fuck that. I'm going to blow it all up with penguins. In a, yeah, in a two-hour film, he has four evil plans, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, where, do you, where, where does Michael Keaton rank for you guys as the, as, in terms of Batman? Where is he on the Batman scale? I love Michael Keaton. And I feel like the first time i first few times i saw this first time i've seen i've seen both these films both his films a lot um but i i felt a bit like oh he's a bit boring but actually he's great he's really understated 
And he still has, yeah, I, every I, now I, and again, I, he still has that sort of Michael Keaton zaniness that sort of peeps in. Mm. And yeah. I love the romance with him and Selena Kyle. I think it's really good. But uh, yeah, so do you, like, where does, because you've not seen that many Batman films, have you, from what you've told me? I, no, it turns out I haven't really, and I thought I had, but no. Um, so I have no issue uh, with Michael Keaton as Batman whatsoever. I think he, as an actor, did a really, really good job. Uh, this was something I was going to leave for my dislikes, but I'll bring it up now because you've asked. Oh. Um, you don't get enough Batman in this yeah. film, I don't think. Like He's of, only of in like the, half an hour, isn't he? All, Can someone yeah, count it? Yeah. Of all the main characters, he's in there the least. You don't get any of his really his motivations you don't get any of his kind of origin for me is really much more about selena more about catwoman and it's her story and then secondary to that it's about penguin and then batman kind of he's like fourth or fifth or sixth sort of down the list of the characters that we really explore and really get to know in this film um I don't even know if I disliked that because I did like what they did with the other characters so much. But it was something that I noticed. And like, after every time he'd come on screen, I'd be like, oh yeah, Batman's in this film called Batman Returns. I forgot <laughs> he was there. Do you know what I mean? I thought that was really it's, interesting. It's one of the main criticisms of the films, like historically of... Mo oh, really? Or yeah. until Batman Begins. So Batman 89, this one forever and, and Robin. It's sort of like a, what a lot of the fans would say is that he's a passenger in his own story. So mm. it's like the Joker with Batman in it. And then it's the Penguin and Catwoman with Batman in it. And then, but I also agree that they use him sparingly. I mean, obviously, I don't know if you guys know this, but he is coming back as Batman in The Flash next year. I'd heard, is I thought he? this was yeah, a rumour, so, so no, no, so there is a There is a teaser trailer and in it is his voice. And then he walks ah, out onto the Batcave and you see the back of his head. And I just... Of all the comic book stuff that's coming out at the moment, I just went mental. I was just like, I just, yeah, you oh, lose like, your mind. It's Batman. Michael Keaton, Batman. It was like so sad. Uh, but I can't wait to see him back because I think that's Rosie's, so exciting. It's great. I think Rosie is, <laughs> is spot on when she says th that there is a subtlety. You know, like the way a lot of people Chris, um, criticize Christian Bale's Batman voice. Well, mm. I noticed in this that Michael Keaton does do a Batman voice but it's only slightly different, but it's enough to differentiate from Bruce Wayne. And I think that's really key to, to his performance. It is more subtle, but like Rosie said, with hints of that Keaton zaniness thrown in as well. The funny thing about the whole Batman voice and Batman doing a voice is the mask is pretty, like that covers a lot. That covers a lot of surface area, right? Mm. Superman ain't doing a voice. He just puts on a pair of glasses and expects everyone to be like, oh, who is this guy? He's totally different from who we just saw. Why isn't Superman doing a voice? Or you can just, That's what yeah, I want to know. Superman puts no effort into it's it. Not asked, is not he? At all. He's, he's one. Not at all. He, he's lazy, isn't he, Superman? I think that's what, yeah. that was what we've established here. Is that he's lazy. Also, it does make you think that Batman is bats, isn't he? Like, he's putting on a silly voice. He's got on his little mask and he's mm. charging around town <laughs> with his gadget. <laughs> What a crazy bloke. It's, it's a bit mad, that, isn't it, really? When you think about it, the fact that it's got such mass appeal and that's what it is, a man who dresses up as a bat and goes around with bat-themed cars and bat-themed gadgets and stuff. Okay, so we'll move on to talking about things that we perhaps didn't like about the film or that we might change. I don't think there's going to be loads, but Rosie, is, is there anything you particularly change about it? Um, well, the, well, it's more of a sort of, it, it niggles me that you, because um, Penguin destroys his reputation. So they think that Batman's evil and awful and has 
push the ice princess to her death. And that never really gets resolved. So I'm always at the end going, yeah, but how, how has he got his reputation back? I don't, I don't get it. That always is, so it's more of an irritation. That's true. Actually, I've never even noticed that before. And and there's there's lots of there's lots of loose ends that in in the, the film that you go uh, okay I'll let that pass. But that one always slightly annoys me. I think because I worry I'm like oh everyone hates Batman how will this change and then it then it doesn't it's just apparently fine. Because if that happened in this day and age, there'd just be Twitter arguments. No, how do you know Batman didn't push the? I know, I know, Penguin was guilty, but there's nothing to say Batman didn't push the. Like, Look at this tweet Batman did from 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's cancelled. He's put. He's pushed the ice princess. Um, I do. Th- I do. I do think there's something to be said for. Although I've said that the lack of exposition is a strength in some senses. It's like one of mine is where did they get the blueprints for the Batmobile? <laughs> like they've just got them <laughs> they've just got the bl- and, and, and I know apparently there is a deleted scene but I think we'll include it then because they're sort of important to be like there's just this mob of clown related gangsters being like we've just got these blueprints for this top secret Batmobile like no explanation whatsoever um, what about you Alice? Uh, so already touched on there that I feel like you know I d- there isn't enough Batman in there for me. I could have done with a bit more Batman, a bit more information about him, want to know a bit more about his character, about his motivations, etc. Um, but also, Josh, I know I've mentioned it to you before, but Rosie, I've got a phobia of fish. And obviously in this film, uh, oh, oh, Danny yeah. DeVito's penguin gets, has a fish, a raw dead fish, and then starts eating it. And then he's just like holding it in his hands and munching on it. For quite oh, it's really a gross, long isn't it? time, it felt like a lifetime, but it was it was probably only about three or four minutes. Um, and that when I see that and when that happens, I'm like, oh fuck! And then I can't look, and then I'm like this. So then that just kind of throws me out of it, and sort of threw me out of the you know out of the world and stuff. But I got back in there, so that was fine. But yeah, if I could change, I would just not have that, <laughs> that, scene. that scene. No need to it. have it. Just don't have can, it, please. Can I um, say, in defense of his lack of backstory, that is sort of dealt with in the first Tim Burton one with maybe this is what I'm with, missing yeah, yeah with um Jack Nicholson but you are right in that he I mean I, th- I think it is something like he's only in half an hour in if you mm. count up all his minutes that he's in that film mm. which is a very mm. small amount of time mm. definitely for a film that's called Batman certainly um also the other thing was so when Max pushes Selena out the window so then he assumes then that she is dead. She he, he can look at her. There she is. She's on the floor. She's dead. And then he just fucks off and doesn't tend to it whatsoever. It's like, she's not just a nobody. Like, she works for quite a high-profile man in the city. Someone finds her body. Someone's going to know who that is. And this looks suspicious as fuck. And I just feel like he would have sorted it out. Do you know what I mean? He would have got his henchmen or something. He'd be like, right, go and grab that body and throw it in the river or something. And he just didn't do anything. And I was like... I don't think he would have just left that loose end and, and not like he's, tied he's it up. Too clever. You know he's I mean? too clever for that sort of thing. I think so. Probably, so I didn't quite buy he's that. He's probably too think, busy thinking about his insane wig and eyebrows. <laughs> that is that is a wig and some eyebrows. I mean, he should if they did Academy <laughs> Awards for acting in bad wigs and eyebrows, Christopher Walken in this. Oh. And his son doing the Christopher Walken impression, yeah, which I, I always appreciate. Yeah, I noticed that. It's like, how would you play Christopher Walken's son? Just an impression of Christopher Walken. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
That was it, though, for me, for dislikes. I feel like on the whole, I was really, really impressed and I enjoyed so many different aspects of it. You can see such hard work had gone into it. It's really well thought out. It's really well designed. Yeah, really enjoyed it overall. What about you, Josh? Anything else that that you didn't quite like or that you would change? Only a little bit of what I was saying in terms of the exposition leading on from what Rosie was saying. In terms of it as a comic book adaptation... Because I like the source material, I have a few issues. The main one, the first one, which I'm not that bothered about, is they changed Catwoman's origin. But I'm not one of these sort of comic book nerds. What who's is Cat- Catwoman's origin in the She's just the a cat burglar. Well, thing is, the comics is every time, it depends who's writing the character because sometimes they just change it. But the, I think the, the mainly accepted one is that she's a cat burglar who dresses like a cat. Um... But I'm not really and bothered. That's it. Yeah, but I'm not th- really. That's it? I'm She's not just, really oh. bothered. I quite like the fact that they've just gone. Do you know what? Cat superpowers. What are the superpowers? Like nine lives. Being really sexy. Yeah. Doing this. Flips, and she suddenly flips. can kick stuff and <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah. Flip, yeah. Flips and kicks. That's about it. Um, <laughs> it's very silly, isn't it, at the beginning, though, that we're supposed to believe Michelle Pfeiffer is this dowdy secretary who no one notices. Glasses, like, isn't it? Oh, just yeah, glasses. <laughs> It's like she's all that Batman style. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so ugly yeah. and boring. How could anyone ever fancy her? It's like, oh, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. Look at this plain woman who's going to get cat superpowers. Because <laughs> she's got glasses on and a hair on. You can't and get a date. Uh, and she, and yeah, <laughs> and she leaves herself voicemails. Like, oh, yeah. Have you ever left yourself, have you ever left yourself a voicemail? No, have, no, not yet. Yeah, I email myself. Yeah, I email yet. myself sometimes. I email myself. Email a lot. myself. That's probably the modern day equivalent. I did have an alarm once, which was myself telling myself to get up. Oh my god, that's so yeah. Weird. It didn't work. That so is so Selena Kyle. Yeah, I know. This is so Selena. Such a Selena Kyle thing to do. <laughs> then my boss pushed me out a window and. Uh... Oh my god! Did the cat save you? Was it the yeah. cat or was it the penguins? <laughs> Um, my only other issue that's still not quite fixed apart from maybe once in Batman films which is that Batman seems to kill people and Batman's whole thing is that he doesn't kill people but in this he pushes a dude down a sewer with a bomb strapped to him sick (laughs) and and he kills doesn't he kill doesn't he kill loads of people in the Jack Nicholson one as well yeah he definitely pretty much kills the Joker in the Jack Nicholson one but I think he, I think he, I mean, definitely breaks some arms. But I yeah. like how in this one at the end where he goes, we'll take, we'll, he says to, to Kat when he's like, don't worry, we'll, we'll take him to the police. The, the, and she goes, the law's not for us. And he's like, yes, it is. And you go, Batman, you're really violent. You kill people. Who are you kidding? <laughs> I'd love to watch a version of this film that is just used to that. Batman, come on. Come <laughs> on, Batman. Yeah. Mixed messages. So we will move on to talking about the critical reception then before we'll decide if we think this is slightly a forgotten gem, as Rosie says it is. So before we go on, Alice, how do you, how do you think it did? Rosie, how do you think it did? Alice, you go first. I, I mean, I reckon it probably did quite well. It is a very well-made film. I think some of the performances in there are just fantastic. Um, I, Tim Burton is usually always a hit as well. So I do reckon it did quite well. I would... I would say, I'll say sort of towards the high sevens. Mm. So if we're talking sort of 7.8, 7.9, but then I wouldn't be surprised if it perhaps made it to an eight. Mm. But I'm going to be slightly more reserved. I would say, I'd say 7.9 or 79% were on tomatoes wise, I reckon. Okay. How about you, Rosie? How do you think it did sort of critically? Um, 
I mean, I would have thought it would have, it would do well. I think I vaguely remember there being some kind of criticism that it was a bit too dark and violent. Mm. Uh, yeah. But I mean, no one would have that problem now, would they, with Batman? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Okay, so, well, let's have a look then. So, looking at the IMDb, at time of recording, it gets 7 out of 10. Bang on. On the Rotten Tomatoes, the audience give it 73%. And in a rare occurrence, the critics give it 80%. We don't often get critics <gasps> giving it more than the audience. but wow. So, it's about sort of what you were saying, Alice. Maybe a little bit lower, but then if you even out that 80 with the 70 and 73, we're talking sort of mid-7s. Now... What do we think? Is that is that underrated? Is it appropriately rated? What do you think? I mean, I would say for once, not for once, to be fair, I'll give them some credit, but the critics are bang on there, mm-hmm. yeah. I reckon. Yeah. I'm really surprised at the IMDb score and a little bit surprised at the audience score, but um, I do believe what Rosie was just saying then, I did see that when it came out, there was some criticism of it and a lot of people thought that it was uh, certif- the certification was too low. Mm. And that they were like, oh, you know, younger children are going to see this. I think it was PG-13 in America. Mm. And they were like, oh, it's far too violent and a little bit too sexual for this as well. So maybe that And there's the, and there's the sure, black goo yeah. that comes out of Penguin's mouth, yeah, which I think goo. deserves a high oh, rating. Yeah. Oh, for God. Yeah. Is that ink? Oh, what yeah, is that? Disgusting. Has he got black blood or is it ink? Or... It's really like... gross. <laughs> to me, it's what happens if you eat too much fish. Raw fish. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, so I would say if you're evening... If that's evening out, I would say they're maybe appropriately rated. What do you think, Rosie? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd I'd give it a very high score, and so, but but, and I'm I'm also like, because you did you say the audience it was slightly less? Fuck yeah. up, audience! Come yeah. on, <laughs> no quality when it's staring you in the face. <laughs> I um, I would I would agree with Rosie. I think um, I mean those ratings are quite high, but I do think there is an element with this film of it being quite a forgotten gem. I think because of the nature of the fact that comic book films are now massive, and we get a Batman film every two years or something, I wonder how long it will be before people stop going back to these. Now I love these ones. I have so much affection for them, and I know some people don't because they might like the more realistic take of the Nolan ones or or the other more recent ones. But I, I just think there's something about the the two Burton films and this, obviously this was the one that we're talking about, which is that they capture a certain look and feel of the character that I think is really spot on. And I, I do think it's a forgotten gem. So I'm going to put it out there and say, I agree with Rosie, forgotten gem. Uh, so there we go. Another Christmas episode in the underrated slash forgotten gem pile, should we say, Alice? Yeah, that's definitely a pile that exists. It's, I it's think a we've pile. got a few just, in there. We've just made it up. <laughs> it's in all the different piles of films we've got. Um, thank you very much for coming on, Rosie. Thank you for, for joining us and talking about Batman thank Returns. Thank you for having me. So where where can our listeners look out for you? What have you got coming up? What can they look out for? Um, so, well, f- find me on Twitter on at Rosie is a halt. Um, but I'm working on a, a show. And if any of your listeners live in London, I'm doing a work in progress at the Vaults Festival. On I think the sixth of March. I think it's the sixth of March. It'll be it'll be on the Vaults Festival Excellent. website. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we'll make sure we'll put that out on on all the social medias and stuff as well when when that's coming up. And I would say as well, do check out Rosie on on Twitter and Instagram and and, and all that because some of you, I must say, Rosie, I, 
some of your videos are just hilarious. <laughs> I mean, if like, you like laughing you. and if you yeah. like funny things, guys, definitely check her out on Twitter. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. And also, do you have a little thing, which what I what I always like to do when it's people doing videos that are quite subtle. Just have a little click in the replies and just see what state the world's <laughs> oh, in. Yes, because <laughs> that's it's, also fun and entertaining in its own like, way, isn't it? It's, it's, <laughs> It's the same when we had when we had Fergus Craig on. It's exactly the same in his videos. Click on the replies and just look at people who don't understand what parody and satire is. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. wonderful stuff. Rosie Holt, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much, guys. Well, there we go. Another Christmas episode done for another year. Thank you very much to Rosie for joining us. Um, I think all that remains to be said is if you'd like to get in touch with us, the email address is filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias where you can find us if you just search just films and that pod. And like Rosie said, you can find her on Rosie as a Holt on Twitter and Instagram. Do make sure to check her videos out because they're pretty damn good. Um, I think... Merry Christmas is in order, Alice. Merry Christmas and goodwill to all men and women. <laughs> and uh, it's a Merry Christmas and a goodbye and a cheerio from me. Bye. Bye. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.